welcome to Maiden Speech. My name is Monica Ferguson, portrait photographer and self-love advocate from New Zealand. Each week, we bring you an inspiring person or message to uplift and empower you. Thanks for hanging out. Now let's get into it. Hello, hello, friends. It's Monica here from Maiden Speech. And before I bring in my guest today, I wanted to do a little intro because getting him onto this podcast has been the funniest, funniest story. And I also wanted to encourage people that actually, you know that saying, you don't ask, you don't get? Well, do ask and do get, my friends, because this is what happened for me. Now, for those of you who, like me, binge watched the latest season of Married at First Sight in New Zealand, you will know this person straight away. And throughout the season, as I was watching on TV, I was always thinking, we should totally be friends. Like, we would be amazing friends. This is best friend material. And so, as time went on, I don't know if you guys remember, but there was some really nasty, vicious bullying stuff that went down. And as I was watching this person, I was thinking, wow, I love the way that he maintains his self-control, his composure. I love how he always rises above. He's so articulate. He's so self-aware. No matter what was happening, he never stooped low. And I just thought, wow. So when all this stuff went down, I thought, you know what, let's try using social media for good. And I found him on Instagram and I just sent him a message of support. And I just said, hey, you know, you should be really proud of how you've conducted yourself and how you've behaved and that we can all see, you know, we can all see what's going on. And I woke up the next day to a voice message on Instagram and I lost my mind, fully fangirl. And from there, a conversation started and followed him on Instagram, laughed at all his stuff. And then as time went on, I built up some courage and I asked him if he would want to come on this podcast. And he said, yes. And then he followed me on Instagram and made my day and it was awesome. So anyway, fast forward. Now it was back and forth, back and forth. We're trying to record it. Our calendars wouldn't align, stuff kept coming up. And so I'm based in Wellington, he lives in Auckland. And so I was coming up to Auckland for a couple of days and I said, hey, would you rather do it in person? And he was like, yep, cool, let's do it in person. Amazing. And so from there, back and forth. But right now I'm sitting in a car, in a car park, waiting to meet him. A stranger from the internet. <laughs> but I'm so, so excited. And so, yeah, make sure that you ask, honestly, if, if there's stuff that comes up that you're a little bit nervous about, people say yes, people are good. I'm so excited to meet Jonathan. I'm going to bring him on super soon. So stay tuned. Oh my gosh, so excited to have you here. In so your excited. car? In my car. <laughs> the doors are not locked. We had a long talk there. about uh, stalking and and how, <laughs> and, and, and Mon just pointed out, is your name Mon? Monica, Mon, whatever. Okay. I'll, I'll answer to both. Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> Mon just pointed out that she has me alone in her car and this is like every stalker's like best goal. Mm. Yeah. Although, I will also add that I did get an invite to your house. Yeah. Which I thought I should get extra stalk points for that. Yeah, well done. Because I got an invite like random guy that I see on TV <laughs> stalk on the internet yeah. get an invite to house yeah. I mean I'm a little bit forth, too forthcoming I think I think I need to work, <laughs> work on like trusting people too quickly but you seem nice yeah <laughs> you're, you're a sociable young lady my knives are in the back yeah no I mean <laughs> I, I'm just waiting for the chloroform to fall out. If I, I'm going to check the glove box. Yeah. No chloroform. We're good. Keep going. Yes. <laughs> anyway, so what have you guys missed so far? We've just had an epic chat about everything. Yeah. But, yeah, I think this conversation, I'm stoked to talk to you about the good stuff. Yeah, everyone, let's go. Everyone knows you. Everyone's seen you. Everyone knows your experience and your process to get to this point. But like I was just saying to you, I think 
Yeah, the biggest thing that really appealed to me in watching you was the way that you handle yourself, the way that you respond to every situation with like self-awareness, reflection, ownership, mm. every time. And so I know you were just saying that you were like, oh, I didn't like watching myself on TV. Yeah. But I was sitting there watching all this horrible stuff happen to you and have you still sit there and question how have I behaved, how have I responded? Why have I done this? Is this realistic? Is this an appropriate response? I was like, yes. And like, who is this guy? Aww. Because in this world where it's all toxic and it's all blame and judgment, here's you sitting there. And I was like, I want to know more about you and what like your journey has been to become this person. This is like the nicest thing anyone's <laughs> ever said to me it's in my life. It's because we recorded it then, right? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> that is, no, but like, like, this is like the ultimate compliment. That is so nice. That I mean it. That's why I've stalked you. Holy shit. All okay, the way cool. to Auckland. Yeah. Can I swear in this thing, by the way? You can not anything that starts with F, but you okay. can say S. <laughs> I, just, I just said shit. Okay. <laughs> okay, cool. I'll keep yeah. the Fs out of it, but thank you. No, um... Thank you. Like I, I, even now, like I don't want to. I don't want to like pat myself on the back too much. I, 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 ha I have been saying recently though that the experiment for me was overwhelmingly negative. Yeah. The fallout from it in my personal life has been negative. Yeah. Not super positive. And mm. that it's affected my job and it's affected some personal relationships of mine and that sort of thing. Mm. So, the but but the really cool thing, putting putting a positive spin on it and where I'm at now, because it was really, I did go through quite a hard time post, you know, airing and all that sort of, I mean, during and post it, it all going down. Mm. I am now in a place really happy to say, and I sort of announced it to like my favorite people and <laughs> that I'm really happy that I've done it now yeah. because solely for the reason that I'm looking back on it and I'm really, really proud of how I did react. Good. How I was reflective, yeah, and and that it it could have gone one way, but I chose to sort of, uh, yeah. I, I mean, like I, I I was very conscious of how I was behaving, and and and, yeah. and so and then yeah. so just just the action of looking back and being proud of yourself, yeah, that is something I think that we all need to do, and totally. and you know, yes. like. Stop making sh shitty decisions. Stop having shitty behaviours. If you do, apologise, mm. and then, and then you can be proud of yourself. And that is that is part of like a way that you can build your self esteem and your mm. like, and your your mana, your confidence, and your you know like. Totally. You guys should have seen the dance movie just did. <laughs> did I dance? Yeah, you were like your mana. <laughs> oh man, I get that sassy I neck love it. when yeah. I you know talk about self care. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Yep, and all that totally translated. It so did. Thank you. And that's why I stalked you in the first place. Well, much obliged. <laughs> yeah. So when did it all finish? When was um, it like that final? group session yeah that final so the reunion show yeah. was i think it was in september okay you've had some september. time to it's been a good chunk of time now but yeah f well filming finished and then there's since the last episode it's been what it's been like five or six weeks or like four or five weeks if you ask me because i'm the number one fan oh i don't know <laughs> i haven't marked on my remember. calendar I'm no time but yeah down. probably roughly a month <laughs> yeah <laughs> something so. like that right yeah and that's it, it's like it's it's one thing for something to happen but then reliving it brings out this PTSD sort of energy. <laughs> yeah. So then, and and not just reliving it, but then reliving it with other people, and and something that happened to you is coming from different perspectives, diff different points of view. People have different opinions mm. that can be accurate or not accurate, and so 
there's a lot of challenges involved yeah. with that. Yeah. I can imagine. Actually, I can barely imagine, probably. But I'm sure you'll tell me about it. <laughs> um, I'm an open book. Yeah, yeah. So, what do you reckon the biggest challenge was throughout this process for you? Oh, biggest challenge. Yeah. Or maybe biggest learning. Biggest biggest learning has been around... Is, biggest learning has been around, like, like loving yourself. Mm. Is, and, or how important... The importance of confidence, yeah. I think, and what I've learned about what confidence means and are being able to now articulate that is mm. been really powerful. Yeah. Really powerful. So I what I've learned and what I'm what I want anyone who wants to ask me, really, is that confidence isn't I, I think that there's this like impression in society that confidence is something that someone's given. Mm. You know, it's something that you're born with innately or you have inherited or you wake up one morning and you decide that you have it. Yeah. It's just not true. Like, I think that we should see confidence and the way I see it now is something that you culture, something that you invest in, something that you brew, mm. something, you know, like it's, it is, yeah. it's like a kombucha. Like you have to start, <laughs> you've got to start with like that little scoby, that little nuggy or something, that little bit of like light in your, you know, that yeah. fire in your gut. Yeah. But you have to like, you have to work at that and you have to nourish that. You have to give it love and sugar and, yeah. and energy and flavor. And, yeah. and then, you know, and then it starts to form something in, it, in itself and then it sort of becomes self-perpetuating. But unfortunately, not all of us are given the same opportunities as, as everyone else. And the biggest thing for me was sort of thinking, I've always been judging who I am based on other people, my happiness based on what other people are expressing and how they're feeling. Yep, yep. And a big thing for me was my sister's husband, mm. who is this, the most beautiful man. Like he is the most gorgeous man. Yeah. He has an amazing body, he has an amazing job, he has an amazing wife, which is my sister, <laughs> and he is, he's just, I, from where I was sitting, I've known him for a, a really, really long time now. Mm. I've always sort of looked at him and been really jealous of how confident he was yeah. and the life that he lives and what he's just got innately. Mm. But it was a big lesson for me to sort of realise that I, we have never been running the same race. Yeah. We have been in completely different races, yeah. you know, with different challenges and different hurdles. And he's had his own and I've had my own. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, we're talking about someone who comes from like a rich whanau. Yeah. Like he's always been really well off, never really worried about money. Mm. He is white, you know, total Pākehā. Yep. Never had, never had to worry about, the, uh, you know, being in a, as a minority. He's straight. Mm -hmm. and, um, and and proud of it. <laughs> and, um, yep. you know, like, and I'm I'm, like, I was looking at all those things and I'm like, cool, but I've had to sort of deal with really hating myself because mm. I live in a world that hates me or, you know, it tells me that I'm wrong and tells me that yeah. I'm, you know, you know, like I, I, I grew up and your, my first contact with being called gay is, you know, it's wielded at you, it's thrown at you and you're attacked with it. Mm. So of course that's bad, you know, so then you have to, so then you don't mm. like who you are. You don't. So I'm like, okay, obviously my journey through like self-confidence and self-love yeah. has, had, has its, had its own challenges, but now I feel like I've arrived and I'm understanding yeah. how important it is for everyone in this world to sort of appreciate and love on themselves. Yeah. 
Yeah. Am I talking too much? No, I love it. I, I'm just like, <laughs> Jonathan's in my car and he's saying cool things. I, um, I had a coffee before I got here and I'm, <laughs> I'm electric right now. No, I love this stuff. And honestly, we just go off on all sorts of tangents. Yeah, we do. It, yeah, it's all good. So I love this stuff too because I think this translated so well with you as well because it was the inner stuff. You mm. could just tell with you because you just don't have these sort of reactions to things by accident. Right. They're very like poised, they're very deliberate. Like I could just see your brain, you know, and just the conversations that you had with people. Mm. I think this is the key that it is. It's that inner work where you effectively have to coach yourself, right? You have to be able to love yourself first. You have to be able to sit in whatever mess you're in and, and actually love yourself enough to be like, okay, give yourself grace. This is where I'm at. Yep, I can improve here, but I'm mm. going to celebrate what I've done here. I'm going to reflect back on how far I've come. Like even, and it's the, the little things sometimes too, like this year for me has been a massive one around self-worth and, and personal development and stuff. Mm. And it's the little moments, like the little um, rocky fist bump moments, you know, where you're like, oh my God, I would have raged out about that a couple of months ago. And right. that was so cool. And like someone said to me the other day, that would have pissed you off something chronic. And I just, and I just didn't, didn't even react. Time, yeah. I just laughed. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, because I'm, and also like, you, when you stop looking at others to validate you, yeah. they're like you say, you know, where you're looking at other people to be like, am I worthy? Okay, I've got this many friends on Facebook. I posted this selfie, I only got 26 likes. I'm hideous. No, people have a life. They're not on Facebook all the time. You yeah, know? yeah. But, and that's something that I loved because it did. It translated so well. And I feel like of everyone, no disrespect to anyone else on the mm. show, but I feel like you were the one that really expressed that the most. Like it, it and I think in, the, in an ongoing capacity as well, like we were saying before, the way you, you've used the platform. You are like a human confidence boost. You yeah! Really, yeah, no. <laughs> oh my God, thank you. Keep talking. Yeah. No. <laughs> You're here to talk, my friend. No. Well, I was going to say, have you, what has been the catalyst to get you to where you are now? Because you are just yeah. beaming. Yeah. Like, as a human being. I I've love got it. you in my car. <laughs> oh, oh God. Okay, so <laughs> um, I think it's the experiences that, that shape us, right? Yeah. And for me, it was, it was a hard start. What was your hard start? So I grew up divorced parents, domestic violence. Oh. My brother died unexpectedly. My parents moved to America and never came back kind of thing. So it was from 18, I felt like it was kind of me... And so the thing is, though, that I, I believe everything happens for a reason, right? So I believe that, like, I would not be, like my friend the other day was saying to me, she's like, like I, I rant from time to time, I get into little rants, right? And so I have a, this is going to sound super judgy, but whatever, um, it's my podcast. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, the people that have nine to fives that hate their job, right? Mm. They have no passion, they complain about it, they hate their boss, they live for the weekend. Yeah. I rant about them quite often. Right. Because you have one life, like you were saying before, positively, we're all gonna die. That's the thing. We are all going to die. We're all so gonna die. why would we spend any time at all wasting our particular gifts, talents, yeah. passions, yeah. Um, just like giving our time away, which we can never get back. Yeah. And so I think for me, I got to a point with all of these, I was actually, I was 20. And I found the book, The Secret. Yeah, good yeah. book. And that was the first time that I understood, oh, law of attraction, oh, we have a choice. Mm. We're not just victims. No. Like we actually, if I can look at things differently, if I can understand the world differently, understand who I am differently, mm. externally things will shift. Yeah. And this is why I can, you, you spot it in people around you, you know, like you, when you see people who are like being deliberate, being intentional. It's and like they a, get it's it. A, they get that law of attraction. And yeah. Law, yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's it. And so that's where it came from. And I guess like as time has gone on, I'm like, right, for me, the big catalyst was my brother dying because that started me on the photographic journey, wanting to get people into photographs. Mm. But from there, I realized that my particular thing is about building people up. Mm. And so self-worth, confidence. Mm. And I was like, 
podcasts are cool because you yeah. can have conversations yeah. and also but real conversations which are not that highlights reel that we show online all the time where oh look I'm having a drink at a, on a fancy boat and yeah. my life is perfect and as so you're sitting at home in your fat pants going oh my god I've failed you know my yeah. friends don't call me or whatever it's like none of it's real and like sure. even now I you know I know people that are going through like cancer scares what you're seeing online are the, is them on holiday it's like we've just got such a dis- disconnect and with in our country with our particular mental health issues yeah. and that sort of thing I feel like if we can be connecting on a real level and talking about struggles, yeah. then we all realise that we've all got stuff going on. Yeah. No one's better, no one's further ahead. Stop the comparison thing. Yeah. We're all one of a kind for a reason. Yeah. Anyway, now I'm talking too much. No, no, no. I'm like, I'm totally getting off on this. This is. I I couldn't agree more. I just, I'm fascinated by your story. That's really, I really like people. I've got a real soft spot for people who if they've been through the ringer, like some real, some, that's some major tragedy in your life, like major, major tra- tragedy, but you, you, you've used that to be who you are today. Yeah. Versus, it, because it's so, e- I know how easy it is to go the other way. Yeah. And, oh, and I went the other way for a while. I tried that out first. Yeah. Doesn't work so well. No, it's like, <laughs> but do, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I've got a real soft spot for people who should be an absolute mess, like a total train wreck, mm. but they're, but, but it, it, it's this beautiful thing that's blossoming, and like, and and you're trying to, you're you're clearly just genuinely trying to like be proactive about changing people's lives, and I really, I really like that. Right back at you. Mm. Oh, you are too. Oh, you know. <laughs> I've seen your Instagram. I know you are. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love this stuff. I love it. So, do you mind me asking? Since the show, mm. how what's changed in your life? <sighs> Do you know what? Not a lot, to be to be honest. I think mm. I think it's very easy to feel self-important when you've been important for about fifteen minutes. Yeah. <laughs> and um, in the scheme of what yeah. your life is, you know, to be on like it's a very popular TV show. I know that much. But yeah. like, so what? You know, like mm. so what? I was very quick to want to get back to normality. Yeah. So I, you know, I work I work eight to five or you know, not yeah, nine to five or. Whatever, and that that chews up a lot of your your time. Yeah. Um, really, I really love my job. I try to live a busy life outside of work, doing things that make me feel good about me. Like, yeah. Yeah. What like, are those things? What do you do to make you feel good? I, I. Do you know what my sister? My sister works in a hospital, and she or she kind of interviews a lot of her patients. Yeah. And she, there's one that kind of sat with me where she talked to this woman who was. Dreadfully old, no, just incredibly old. Dreadfully old. Not, not dreadfully old, just, just, yeah, just massively old. And she, uh, she was this beautiful woman, and she was very articulate and talkative. And so my sister's chatting with her, and she said, "What do you do?" And she said, "I'm an artist. I, I was a hat maker in the war, and then I was sort of drafted and blah blah blah." And she had this whole story, and then she, and she paints these incredible pictures. And she turns out she was really famous. Mm. Can't tell you what her name is for yeah. the life of me at this point, but um, <laughs> but she was she was amazing. And her advice is like a very very old woman who's lived a very interesting life is yeah. the key to happiness is balance. And she said, the, you know how they talk about two parts to your brain, there's a logical side mm-hmm. and the creative side, mm-hmm. the left and the right sides of your brain. If you're not nourishing part of that, then you are not balanced. Yeah. You're not, that's half your brain that you're kind of neglecting. Yeah. And a lot of people are sort of told that they're not creative, but I think that's bullshit. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's, that's utter crap because you don't have to be 
uh, like talent is subjective. Do you know what I mean? Like yes, I like, do. It's so yep. subjective. Yeah. And I mean, like you look at some of the best, like the most celebrated artists in the world. Like I mean, mm-hmm. look at like a, Mon- a Monet or um, a Matisse. Yeah. I'm like. A kid could have done that, yeah. and it's like the most amazing, you know. But then we all celebrate it as like, oh my yeah. god, it's a human form, and it's oh, but it's like amazing. Picasso, is that good? Picasso, really? he was just <laughs> an absolute, like he he was a schizophrenic. He actually was, you know. Like let's yeah. all break it down and be real, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, no, but like what I'm saying is like we're all capable of amazing things if you kind of push your talent and your creativity together. If you from, uh, to answer your question in a really long-winded way, I like to be creative when I can. So I'm a, I've always thought of myself as a highly creative person, but I ride that fine line where I'm also like super organized and structured, but then also really chaotic. And if you look at my bedroom, you'd think that I was... Oh, um, thank God, I thought you were perfect. Oh, God, no. You no. need that, though. Sh- no. But you need that, because I found that too, like being a photographer, yeah. is that I have to have some sort of structure, like... Yeah. My desk has to be in order. Obviously, my files are done. Everything's named. Laundry? Yeah. I do it once a month. If Same. I, and I'm like out of undies. Yeah. That's time to go. <laughs> yeah. I do exactly. You my, I, I've, I feel really good about myself. Like, I feel really like a great accomplished adult because I finally <laughs> did my washing and it was a huge pile and it was so overwhelming that I was like, I'm not even going to do it myself. I just paid someone else to do it. <laughs> I love but it. But even now, I'm like, oh my God, I'm so heavy. I've got so many clean undies. Yeah. Yes! Oh god. And when there are no clothes on your floor and you're like, this is amazing. You're like, I'm crushing. Like the angels start to sing when you walk in. Yeah. 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 (laughs) And then you're really happy for people to walk into your room. You're just like, this is how I live all the time. This is me. Yeah. Um, But yeah, to answer your question, I find my creative outlets are like cooking is my biggest one. Yes, I I saw that. I think that is like, I don't think people think that is a creative thing, but it's. It is. It's a total like, it's a total creative outlet for me. And dancing. I like to swing dance. Cool. So I go to like, it's, there's a motley crew of like a really amazing, really interesting people. But the, it, it just absolutely cracks me up. But I do, I just like to, I like dancing a lot. Yeah. And so that's cool. And I just really, I really like jazz music. So that's a kind of a pairing of those two things. Do you play any musical instruments? I used to. I used to play saxophone and piano and stuff. I was just saying this before. Yeah, cool. I can read music, but I don't play anymore. No. Hmm. Um, we'll work on that. <laughs> I don't know. It's just—it's one of those things. that's like, it doesn't float my boat in the same way other things float my boat. Yeah. Um, I love music a lot. You know, it's a big part of my life. But playing it, nah, nah. Yeah. How, do you, how about you? Do you play music? I sing. Do you? Yeah. What's What's your? That's what why do you I sing? need someone to play for me. Oh, don't look at me, man. We're starting a band. I, 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 no, I peaked at playing the Pink Panther on sing. Oh. <laughs> like, <laughs> chopsticks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, no, rubbish. <laughs> oh, funny. So I sing my go-tos. Have you seen that movie Burlesque? E, like... Christina Aguilera? Do dogs piss on brick walls? Of course I've seen it. Thank yeah. you. Just checking. Um, <laughs> that song, Bound to You? Good song. Good uh, song. Yeah, that was my, like, coming out as a singer. So I 400 people, 13-piece band. Wow. Never been more scared in my whole <gasps> life. But... Amazing. <gasps> it was so good. So that was cool. And then my go-to like karaoke song is Alicia Keys, If I Ain't Got You. Great. So I like the kind of power ballad soulful. Can you sing a little, like, give me a little stuff it now? No. I'm so funny. <laughs> I'll, I'll join I'll send in. you a SoundCloud link later. <laughs> no. Okay. Um, no, actually, we'll go around. We can go to your house and you can play a song on the piano and I'll sing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> a, don't have a piano. Also, B, not going to have a big song. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. So... 
what else? I'm so curious though. On the show mm. in particular, what were you doing like off camera to actually maintain your sanity? Right. Well, I, I guess yeah. No, I'm I'm all about managing yeah self care. So so the physical side of that would be going to the gym. Yeah. Not something I've always done. I used to be an outdoor ed teacher, so exercise sort of came True. naturally. Yeah. Yeah. So I, and and I was always like dangerously skinny for my whole life where yeah I just couldn't put on weight yep. so the gym was some, not something I wanted to invest in at all but yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, that's become a new thing and a, and a total ritual for me which is which is really cool mm. exercise I think is really important the other thing is yoga I've got a really good friend I actually haven't been in a while but like a very regular used to go do go to yoga and she does this amazing sort of like power flow sort of class and also, cool. we had access to therapy yep. the whole time, the whole way through. And so regularly, and ju just being open and like forthcoming, which I noticed with a lot of us, a lot of, you know, we were all going through a very stressful time. So what I was really stoked to see is that everyone was using it. They weren't trying to do that Kiwi thing where we just sort mm. of go, I've got this, I'm tough, it's all good. People were like, actually, I really need to talk to someone about this right now, I need help. Yeah. Which I think is a nice change in our culture with young people. Yeah, it mm. so is. Yeah. yeah. But in my everyday life, like my normal life, like I'm really lucky in that at work we have this wellness fund where everyone sort of has a little bit of money sort of allocated to them. Yeah. So I'm able to go to a masseuse like pretty regularly. Wow. And he's super cute. <laughs> That's always a so, yeah, so I don't mind. I don't <laughs> mind, like, yeah, like, I, I'm like, sometimes I'm like, I just want to be touched. Yeah. I'm kidding. You, I was like, yeah. No, but people, do you know, I have a friend, I have, hold on. I have a friend that actually said that to me the other day. I actually had I just this, want to be felt up by like a hot guy. No. This is your dirty mind, all right? <laughs> she was, this is a legit conversation. Yeah. She was saying that her husband's not very, like, touchy-feely, right? Like, right. if you look at your languages of love or whatever, it's yeah. not one of his. So she likes going to get massages to get that. So oh. she's one of those people that, like, she hugs everyone because that's how she gets that need met, that physical touch. She needs that oxytocin boost yeah. from, a, from a cuddle. Yeah. I'm not like, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not necessarily like that. But I think... You just like to be touched. Well, <laughs> that was a joke, but you took me entire like way too serious. I was waiting for you to laugh, but like I, I was kidding. Mm, no, I do feel like well, something I learned actually a long time ago is sort of like it was, I can't remember exactly what it is, but it's like the mind, body, spirit sort of triangle. Yeah. And that if you affect one thing, it sort of has a flow and effect to the others. Yeah. So like cooling your body down, loosening up doing whatever that is and that you need to do yeah. will cool your mind down and that, you know, calming your adrenaline down and then that will totally help your spirit and vice versa, you know. So mm. I think putting, investing, you know, get a good return on your investment and just sort of like yeah. throw into each of those three pillars yeah. and, and, and you'll be all right. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess, I mean, it comes back to the, at the end of the day, we're all gonna die. This is the moral of our podcast. We're do you, all I love that. Yeah, no, and I, I, <laughs> do you, I, I think I have a really dark point of view. I, I think, I think mm. people think my point of view is really dark. But the truth is, is that it makes me really happy. I think. I, I hope I didn't shock you when I said. No. Like when I'm, <laughs> and it's it's actually hard to articulate in that because everything feels so temporary for me. Mm. Like because the universe is so big. Yeah. I sort of realize how 
freaking arrogant human beings are. Yeah. We think we're so important. I'm like, yeah. actually, no. We have just sort of somehow evolved out of like the animal kingdom to have consciousness. Yeah. So like, just <laughs> chill. You're probably just going to die, and you're not going to go anywhere. You know, like. <laughs> It, the afterlife probably feels like the billions of years that existed before you had consciousness. That's probably what it's going to feel like, which was nothing. Mm. You know, but yeah. doesn't that... And, and that, don't get me wrong, I don't think that doesn't mean I'm not spiritual because mm. I, think, I think that that means that this period of time that we all have and we get is a gift. And yeah. we, as far as we know our brains, the human brain is the most complicated thing in the universe. Yeah. We have not found anything as complicated as the human brain. Yeah. And that blows my mind. I mean, like, the universe exe- it, itself is the only thing as complicated as our brains. Yeah. And that means that, like, I'm like, so this could be heaven. This could be, like, this is as good as it gets. Yeah. And this is paradise. Like, look at where we are. Like, we live in these amazing <laughs> society. I'm sorry, I'm not, like, My love tripping this, balls. No, I'm yeah, not, yeah. like, I'm like I'm good. <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> Just, like, I, you know. Go g- for it. Give me, right. yeah. give me a few drinks and I'll really, like, I'll really go down the rabbit hole with you. But, like, no, in terms of, like, the way I think about spirituality and the universe and it's like it is about connection and it is about love and it is about like I because I'm a very proud atheist like very happy to be an atheist because I think it is almost I think it's more beautiful than the the sort of made up religions that people sort of come up with the absolute chaos of the universe like this shouldn't happen but it's happening yeah and we are living in that and that that is a real gift so we need to sort of like do whatever you can to be happy and find that happiness and make other people happy because this is temporary yeah like we are totally just bacteria on a host that is trying to kill us (laughs) with climate change you know like because and so enjoy enjoy this moment in time and make and and do good things with it because because this is as good as it gets for me, you know? And I think that's why it's... And again, that sounds really dark. I don't think so. I, no, I think people sound really dark, but I get this really beautiful light from it and that I'm just, like, so mm. happy to be a part of this amazing experience that, yeah. that is life. Yeah. That could end at any moment. And, but that's and it, the thing, yeah. right? And that's exactly where I started on all of this, that my brother was nine when he died. And so that was, like, no one expects... Oh, my expect, God, that no is why you feel, that, right? yeah. So no one expects that, and so... It was years later that I was like, wow, we are so fortunate to have all these photographs. But we only have them because he was nine, because mm. he's not insecure. Because mm. like everyone gets, as you get older, right, mm. you start thinking, I'm not good enough, I'm not good enough. People hate being photographed because mm. they don't think they're good enough. Mm. And so it was like, but no one expects a nine-year-old. So actually we can't take anything for granted. Wow. So all I do is talk about life and death. So I get it. I'm like, I don't mean to be morbid But it here, makes people really uncomfortable. It you does. Know? Like, but, and I'm sorry to anyone out there who's like totally like struggling with their mortality, but like, <laughs> you know, there, there are bigger things and more important things. And I think when you start to feel really small, you can go one way or the other. You can start to feel really insignificant and therefore what's the point? Or you can feel really insignificant and, oh, my God, this is the point. Yeah. You know, like, and that's a total attitude check moment, you know, and, yeah. I get that feeling uh, standing under a night sky. 
Oh, and when you yeah, and it can be overwhelming, but then choose for it to be in a good way, yeah. right? Yeah. I love that. And I feel so small in the universe, but then I'm like, wow, look at it. I have the exact same thing. Do you? I totally do. I do. Oh, I do that's the exact, so funny. Same thing. Like, this is such a... Yeah. Like, you can just look at a night sky and just be like, this is ridiculous. Yes. Life is ridiculous. Yeah. Everything's crazy. Yeah. And I'm <laughs> stoked about it. But I happen to be here. Yeah. What are the chances? Let's make the most what of it. What is that one in four trillion? 400 trillion. I heard this the other day. Gary Vaynerchuk said. It just shouldn't be happening. One in 400 trillion yeah. chance of us being born as we are. Yeah. So there's nothing rent, like, so you you, know. you matter and you're, yeah. you're really important. That's and it. you're a big deal. Yeah. That's it. And that's when I heard that, I was like, right. So this thing that we have about comparing, mm. and I think, I mean, our culture, you know, you should look like this, you should be like this. It's like, why? You're meant to be you. Mm. We should learn, but we're not taught this. We're taught to conform and totally. to be the same as everyone else. Totally. But we should be like, yeah, look how cool and different I am. And, big, and a big part of that is, for me, what is how we're defining what's successful. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Like, like who, like a hundred years from now, no one is going to give a shit about the car that you're driving right now. No. But you think that that means you're successful if you're driving a nice car, if you have a hot girlfriend, if you yeah. um, have lots of money, if you have, and it's Fancy like, yeah, yeah, 100 years from now, none of that is going to matter. But what will mm. matter 100 years from now is the impact that you're having on the people around yes. you by yeah. being a happy person. Yeah. And imagine the flow-on effect that you, you could inspire you know, you could inspire your best friend and that maybe that's it. Maybe that stops there. Mm. But maybe you can inspire your best friend and that best friend will inspire her family and then her family does something mm -hmm. amazing yeah. and changes their community and then that community has an impact on that country. You know, like, yeah. totally. what the hell, man? Like, like but yeah. no one cares what your car is, yeah. you know? Like, so stop flashing, you know, all these super insignificant things around and, yeah. like, bringing that back to reality TV, which I guess is the interesting thing about me at the moment. <laughs> It's not important, you know? Like, check yourself, everyone. Yeah. It was 15, you do get 15 minutes of feeling self-important. Yeah. And yep, sure, that's nice. But then really, really, you got to throw your feet back down on the ground and mm. realise that no one actually cares. No one actually cares. Yeah. yeah. So, but hopefully, you have behaved in a way that, may, like, I love that I had an impact on you. Yeah. And the way that, and a lot of people that I really connected with who were living in abusive relationships at, still or yeah. and don't know how to leave. And, were, yeah. you know, so I got to talk and coach, not coach, but, like, really connect with people who saw what I was going through, which was really a quick thing. Mm. Like, I'm, at this point, I don't consider what I went through as a relationship anymore. At the time, I felt like I was in a relationship. Mm. But now I'm just like, that wasn't, that was a totally separate situation. I don't feel connected to the trauma that I sort of went through anymore. But that took a lot of work. Yeah. And hopefully yeah. people can all sort of get to that point and understand that if they're in a narcissistic, or that they're dealing with a narcissist, mm -hmm. that their whole MO is yeah. about, blank, about you walking away thinking you're the problem. Yeah. Twisting things constantly and... The yep. manipulation, yep. but the crazy thing is that the narcissist is incapable mm. of understanding that they're doing that. Yeah. Yeah. So you'll never get the satisfaction of an apology or, no. oh, I see the yeah. error of my ways. Yeah. No. So that's why, and you sit there going, yeah. so, so I was being called a narcissist a lot, and I'm going, God, am I? Oh, do you know what? For a long time I was like, shit, maybe I am. Mm. I, I did pay an awful lot of money to have my hair done this week. <laughs> And then, <laughs> but, but then the, the actual fact is if you're sitting there considering your narcissism, yeah. you, you, 
might not be the narcissist in that. In that yeah, if you that. care at all, you're not a narcissist. Yeah. I think that was one thing that really jumped out watching your relationship or your experiment yeah. on there, <laughs> was that you're constantly saying, and this actually, because I totally identified with this, mm. you're constantly going, or being told you're being sensitive, you're being sensitive. And I was getting, honestly, on your behalf, I was getting so annoyed because that is one thing that has been, I've been told Mm. that constantly. And it's often a justification for someone else's bad behaviour and they just don't want to own it. So it's easy to say, you're sensitive. No, Mm. you're actually being a dickhead. Absolutely. (laughs) That's part of the manipulation too because then they can always come back to that and that you can't take a joke and you're being too sensitive. And it's like... Okay, now I don't have a leg to stand on because actually what I'm just trying to tell you is what you've said and done is really shit. Yeah. You know, you've yep. hurt my feelings. Yeah. And I don't want you to do that anymore, mm-hmm. which is a perfectly rational response yeah. to something happening, yeah. right? Yeah, no, it, it's, it's wild. Gaslighting is a real thing and I didn't know much about it until I went through it. Yeah. Where essentially what gaslighting, I think it actually comes, like the term actually comes from a play, like a, maybe it's like a Shakespearean play or something, mm. where it was like someone was lighting the gas and they, what, essentially what it is, is, do you know much about it? Yeah, Is I do. To exp- maybe see if I can. I'll, I'll try and articulate, it and then you you tell me <laughs> t- you tell me if I'm right or wrong. But it's a psychological manipulation and sort of getting you to believe that you're the problem of something that they're creating. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So for me, being told that I'm overly sensitive and which I am, you know, no, I I'm I'm, I'm very sensitive. I'm so sensitive, man. It's cool, but like at the same time, I'm like. I'm actually really okay with the level of sensitivity that I have. Yeah. I'm, I would say I'm very empathetic to what people are going through. Yeah. And I think in a situation when I'm marrying someone, I want to be sensitive to their needs and to the, those things going on. And um, have, your need, have them be sensitive to your needs as well. Would have been nice. But at the same mm. time, if I wasn't getting them, that would be fine. But then to be creating an issue over here to distract from like the actual really shitty behavior that I'm talking about over here yeah. to make to make the the world know that you're the one being the dick mm. is it's a it's a really horrible thing and I've seen it so many times now and I'm watching different relationships of of people that I'm I know and I'm seeing people doing these narcissistic gaslighty kind of things and just being like, oh my God, they're not aware that they're even doing it. Nah. So what I recognized in my, my partner on the show was this is normal mm. for him. Yeah. This is every day. Yeah. And, and he comes from a community that kind of lives in this backstabby, yeah. lying, manipulative environment. Mm. And I'm like, by the time I sort of worked out the sort of person that I was dealing with, mm. I was just like, Oh no, I'm not doing this. I'm out. I'm yeah. so done here. Yeah. Yeah. No, this is this is this is really toxic, and I don't want to be a part of it. And yeah. Mm. And I guess so. His circle would have been people that enable that behaviour because he yeah, wouldn't keep totally. people like you around. Like, why would you no. want to deal with that? Yeah. Mm. Immediately, immediately <laughs> saw me as a threat. Like yeah. I was like, we got married, and I was so excited to be there. I was so thrilled to be a part of this crazy thing where someone's going to actually choose someone designed for me you know like that really has put a lot of thought and effort into finding someone who I'm going to get on well with and I don't often Mm -hmm. I hardly I've I've never met someone that I've clashed so aggressively with so like the day was magical like I had this amazing day and Mm -hmm. um, with someone who I thought was really exciting and interesting and it very quickly became apparent that I was his enemy 
because like with one statement it was just like if you're not going to make me look good you're going to make me look bad mm. and i was like that's an odd thing to say yeah that's a really odd thing to say but to come in with that mindset as well yeah like defensive straight away it's like whoa yeah yeah totally. that's yeah. nothing to do with me actually mm. yeah mm. fascinating i remember i had this um do you want me to like get real crazy on you again no like no, go for it <laughs> <laughs> they want to hear it <laughs> so i do have this like i have this amazing theory yeah. and i love it and it was it was a real like i had this epiphany moment in my life after I broke up with my last partner, who, I, I mean, I have to say, like, I still just love him dearly. Like, uh, we haven't talked in, a re- you know, uh, maybe a year, so, mm. but it was the best relationship I've ever been in. I loved him so much, and and we, we had a really beautiful relationship. There was um, a bit of an age gap between us. Mm. I think we were kind of living in separate, different places, and it, there was a lot of tension in that I was moving well into my 30s, and he wasn't ready to go there yet, and um, yeah. and there's there just enough tension, and it was enough tension that we wanted to sort of, we always agreed that we just want each other to be happy and sort of thrive, and we weren't living that mm. for a period of time, so we broke up, which was great, and it was a very beautiful, happy, nice breakup, very unusual, but really good. But through the sort of pain of losing someone that I, I cared so much about and sort of taught me of how much I could love someone, because mm. I was really bad for a really long time, like I was really, really hurting for a really long, like way too long, like really didn't get over him. I kept thinking I was over him, but I wasn't. Yeah. But the, for me, the big, the catalyst, the thing that happened was this, I, I think, like I just had a few drinks with a friend, like just, it, well, not many, but we were talking about how complicated and crazy life is. And then I sort of, and I was like, yeah, and I was doing that whole like, the universe, and oh my God, and I started talking about like bonobo <laughs> apes and how, like, blah, 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 and getting really like in depth. But the thing that came out of it was an epiphany, and it's really hard to articulate because it's literally just an idea that was like thrown into my brain. Mm. But I'll, so I'll try, and like try to, try to stay with me because I'm gonna get real woo-woo on Okay, on, on cool, you. I'm ready. Yep. Okay, okay. <laughs> Essentially, the idea, and I'll, I'll do this quickly, is that the world is so complicated, people are so complicated, no one has ever had your series of events happen to you specifically the way it's happened to you, Mon. Like, mm-hmm. and you've had a real, you know, this is who you are, this is who I am, and we're meeting at this time and we're getting on, like, we're, but we're both so complicated. To meet someone and for that, to, for the even, like, like the perfect match they're still gonna have so many things that are like disagreements or um Mm -hmm. you know tension or the push and the pull and it's just like it's so hard to make a relationship work for that reason because we're so complicated and then the 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 world in general is complicated it's it's insane so what you need to do and this is a total like my secret to happiness my my <laughs> i think i found the meaning of life in this Whoa, genuinely okay, okay yep. big statement but this is for me yep for me personally <laughs> is that you need to take something this complicated thing and simplify it to literally a binary thing so everything in this world for me in this moment boiled down to it's either one thing or the other yep. and you can call it zero and one you could call it positive and negative you can call it love and 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 fear mm-hmm. which is what i call it yep. love and fear yep. and there i see love and fear as being opposites not love and hate because yep. i think love and hate are a bit different yep. but like fear being otherness like separation it's cold it's distance yeah it's all those things yep yeah yep, yep. Love is the opposite. It's attraction. It's warm. It's connection. Yeah. It's closeness. Yeah. 
And so I started and I realized that every single thought that you've ever had, mm -hmm. every single action you're ever going to have, every, every moment in time, everything, could e you can either see it as being something that you're doing or deciding to do with love or with fear. And so I, my whole life changed in that. Like, and I'll just use an example. Mm -hmm. I really hated my body. I was like, my, I don't like the way my body looks. I, sh I want to look better. And at the same time, I really enjoyed food, but then I was sort of had this negative thing where I was like, I, to, I shouldn't eat so much. I've got to watch mm. what I eat. I've got to change what I, my diet. Blah, blah, blah. I hate exercise. Oh God, I just hate it. I don't want to go there. I don't want to do it. So there's all these like crappy thoughts and all these sort of connections. And I was like, each one of those things was I'm doing out of fear. Mm -hmm. I'm going to the gym out of fear. I'm not doing not it. being with, good enough. Or, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm eating this food and worried about how fat I am. Hmm. I, you know, and, and worry about what it's going to do to my body. And I'm, and I'm, you know, it's just this whole thing. And then just with that one thought, I now, like, when I look at food, I'm like, God, I love you, cheesecake. Yeah. God, I love you, like, amazing <laughs> beef bourguignon. Like, get, get in me, you beautiful <laughs> thing. And I put it in there with, I put it in there with love. And then I'm going to, like, yeah. I'm going to love this tummy roll. <laughs> And I'm like, oh my God, I love this tummy roll. Like, and then I started seeing my body differently. And I'm like, yeah. I, I love that I'm a bit thicker than I've ever been. Like, I love my juicy butt and my, <laughs> you know, like people, yeah. people are into that. Like, it's cool. Yeah. And then because I had started having that love for my body, my confidence got better. I started loving my life more. I started like yeah. showing other people joy and that sort of thing. And then the crazy thing is because I love my tummy roll, I love going to the gym now. Yeah. I love it. Like, I love it. It makes me feel good. Like, like your body yeah and because I get, you deserve it not because you're not good enough yeah and i get up yeah. at 6 a.m now and i have more energy so we ended up going off on another tangent guys <laughs> <laughs> um but then we've just worked our way back into vulnerability which i think is great because i think it's all coming back to you and the whole point of this yeah which is that you were vulnerable but i think what you've done since it's it's courageous in these conversations, especially when we're talking about narcissists, gaslighting. Mm. There needs to be conversations like this because mm. most people can't leave those situations. No. And it's a very hush-hush subject in our country, even mm. you know, domestic violence, stuff like that, which is massive, mm. but it's, it's really hard to talk about. So mm. We just don't and we cover it up. And I think, like you were saying before, you had an impact on people because you actually modeled that, you know? Right. If people can see you walking away, See, and actually see it because it's sometimes easier to make sense of things when you're looking at it from the outside yeah it's hard when it's your situation yeah but i just think that yeah i think that you were incredibly courageous the way that you dealt with everything the way that you owned what was yours and then yeah but i, I just think you, you gave such a voice to people and i love i just i just think you're awesome thanks girl <laughs> oi that is so nice i um yeah i love yeah i want to compliment you back <laughs> Hey, talk about yourself. This I'm is gonna, too good. I'm going to take it. I did. I, 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 I don't know. At the end of the day, when you're just like, I think, I, I, th I think. So my focus and my like key word, like my power word for the whole thing was authenticity. Yeah. And it's like. I will scream if I'm not being authentic yep. to who I am and what, what I'm about. Yeah. Um, and like I said, I, I'm really stoked at this point that I can look back and be proud of how I was being authentic the whole time. Yep. And there is that cliche saying on maths, and it's that, what is it, you're not here for the right reasons? Yes. And I was like, I'm going to freak <laughs> out if one more person says that because also, I don't care. 
I don't care if you're here for the right reasons or not, but just be authentically you. Yeah. Because I was I I was suspicious of a number of people that were there for the right reasons. Mm. Ironically, I think that the couple, and I'm not going to name names, but you'll work it out. out, (laughs) The couple that ended up with the best match, and I think that the match that has the the longest legs, Mm. I'm not sure that either of them, and I think they almost openly admitted that, they weren't there for the right reasons. Mm. They were there for a laugh. They just happened to really connect mm. on, on a really great level. Yeah. Which is totally possible, right? Yeah. You know, like they're, they, which is probably why they were matched so well, you know, and that I don't think either of them expected anything good to like actually work out. Yeah. But <laughs> as in they weren't there for the right reason, you know? Yeah. It's all that bull crap. But um, mm. I'm like, I heard people talking about like, the reason, you know, like different opportunities and things that they wanted to get out of it and make the most of this and make the most of that. Mm. I'm like, cool, power to you. Go hard. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, get on Dancing with the Stars. Like, yeah, start a new makeup line or like, yeah, yeah get back at your ex-husband. Go for it. <laughs> like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to call you fake for that because do you know what? I appreciate that you're being authentic in this moment. Yeah. Do it. Totally. Yeah. Like, like, do you yeah. want to be in, do you want to be Instagram famous and in and, and and an Insta model? Go hard. Cool. But mm. be real with me when we're talking and like be like, I don't think that's fake. I just think that's ambitious. Yeah. Go for it. Yeah. So I really, uh, yeah. Um, there was this thing happening, projection. Mm-hmm. So when I think people were calling other people fake, it's what they were seeing within themselves. And I think it's often the things that we see in ourselves that are, are true about, that they trigger us because they're true in ourselves. Mm-hmm. So if you're feeling triggered, or when I saw people being really triggered by something, and that's the, that's the classic being called fake, being called, like saying you're playing a game, when people were attacking Vicky for no seeable reason, yeah. you know, yeah. why are you attacking her? Why are you trying to split those people up? Mm. Why are you trying to like sabotage their relationship? Why? Yeah. Like, oh gosh, she's fake. I'm like, no, she's not. <laughs> no, she ain't. Yeah. She's being totally real. Yeah. She's being super authentic. And very vulnerable. I love that about very her Very well. vulnerable. Yeah. Like, yeah. and, and, you know, I think people really connected with Vicky in that in that we saw her vulnerability mm. and she was being very open and vulnerable and that ties in really nice with being authentic. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's not easy to be vulnerable in this world because we're taught that it's weakness mm. and it's not. It's not. Like, to go to someone and say, hey, I really need help. Yeah. Hey, I'm actually really struggling with this mm. or, hey, can you talk to me about this? How you then, how someone then responds to that mm. is so important. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like... If you attack that person when they're being vulnerable, like you're really doing some like serious trauma. Yeah. You know, so like, be, be careful. I'm not making sense. No, I? you are. I'm spinning around. Honestly, the but everything comes back to a place of self-awareness, and that's the thing. Yeah. And it's like again, it comes back to your own stuff because that's the thing. If you're vulnerable with someone, this actually happened to me recently. I was very vulnerable with someone, and they behaved like such a loser. When I've always had their back when they're vulnerable with me, right? And I was just like mm. super insensitive, and I got really angry for about ten minutes, and I walked around my block, and then I was like, actually, you know what? That's not about me, and I'm not gonna own that. I'm not gonna carry that. No. That's whatever for whatever reason, and also I don't it know. It says more about them than it does about you in that situation. Yeah. and it's yeah. like you have no idea. And I was like, she might have thought tough love, baby, whatever. It did not translate at all. Yeah. Whatever, but it's like you just can't then be. I can't. I'm not then going to be like, well, I'm never being vulnerable ever again. No. You know, it's like that's not who we are. No, <laughs> no, absolutely not. And yeah, I, I I feel like we're in this place now of. I feel like we've been living in this 
world that has been sort of commanded by masculine energy. Like it's very much like the warrior, the like the capitalist, the greed, the yes. the consumption. Yep. You know, that's the world we've lived in to get to this point. And yeah. I feel like we're slipping into. I think people are sort of like the bigger consciousness is sort of realizing that to get out of the trouble that we're in as 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 a society or as a as a race mm. we're naturally sort of embracing more feminine energy yep. which is very healing and very like yep. connected and very cooling and like impo- i think it's really important and very vulnerable yes yeah yeah and and i i think that that re- that emergence of sort of tr- like the only way that you can sort of be okay with I don't know, like, I guess sexuality is actually really good. Like, like the really feminine gay men, really, you know, the, the feminine men of this world. I was like, that's the emergence of it and that we're saying it's actually okay to mm. be vulnerable. It's actually okay to cry. It's actually okay to be sensitive. Yeah. Because I've grown up and it's been crushed out of me. Like, if you're sensitive, if you're mm-hmm. creative, if you're, if you're, you know, anything remotely feminine, if you're a good cook, if you're good at... Art, if you're good at like any of those things, then you are not a man, and you're not worthy. You're yeah. not okay. Yeah. It's just like, it's the it's, that's a horrible state to sort of grow up in. Mm-hmm. But like I'm seeing now with like my nieces and nephews, they're growing up in a world that to- is totally embracing self care and wellness and mm. sensitivity and talking and vulnerability, and yeah. it's quite beautiful to watch. And I'm like, yeah, I can I'm, I can jam with this world. This is great. You yeah. know, I'd love I love seeing these maybe feminine isn't the right word do you know what I mean like I've given it masculine and feminine I've heard someone call it like sun energy and moon energy yeah but like I think we're in a lot of trouble as in this world you know and the way out of it is not to keep doing what we're doing it's to actually change it up and like we're seeing it in oh I'm about to get political we're seeing it in like Mm. the major sort of powerhouses of the world with like the Trumps and the Republicans versus Democrats you know and the socialists and then the the Brexity sort of stuff happening in England these are an example of like really really extreme things happening with very extreme ends and I mean Mm. it's obviously happening because you know climate change has um, is devastating communities and then turning parts of the world into unlivable parts of the world mm. and they're all trying to escape to you know a safe place like these major c- cities which is forcing all these different religions and races and communities into one spot yeah. so that's obviously make it why it's like so extreme in these major major hotspots mm. but that's why we're going from like the obamas to the trumps so dramatically and so quickly and then the like is because we're really, we're really split, and it, it, it's getting really hostile, and it's becoming really scary. Yeah. But we have to. The only way out of this is through compassion and kindness. Yeah. And it's really nice to live in a country that actually values that. I hope. I hope that we are one of those countries that will always value that, mm. rather than those extreme views coming through where we're rejecting yeah. and, and all that fear stuff and like pushing people away and saying, you're not gonna change it. It's like, we, have, we can only get there, we can only fix this with this healing, compassionate, kind sort of energy, this, mm. this moon energy, if, <laughs> if, if you will. Yeah. I swear to God, I'm not, you're really pulling out like some crazy like 
talk out of me. I'm not normally the psycho. I love this though. This is not psycho. This is right up my alley. Oh, uh, is it? Yeah. Oh my god. We need cocktails. We should. We'll do that after. Okay. Um, <laughs> just when I was listening to you, then the the word I keep thinking is connection. Yeah. Right. And which I think is so so funny considering this is how I stalked you. It was. Yeah. That was my intention yeah. was to find because I was like I always rant about social media and how hostile it can be and because you only see the highlights reel that kind mm. of thing but then all the online bullying and all that yeah. kind of stuff I'm like but it could be used for positive things it totally. could be used to promote these messages yeah. and to, to reach out to strangers and be like I was like you may never read this message but just in case you do know that the stranger actually cares for sure you know yeah why don't we do that more often have you seen <laughs> um the musician love do you know love he, he did, like, he, he's been playing music with, like, Troy Sivan, and um, he was just here. He just played in Auckland recently. Yeah. He has launched something. This is going to sound like a plug. It's not. <laughs> he has launched something with Microsoft called Blue Stories or something, like Blue something. Yep. And it's, like, all about, like, connecting the world. And it's, like, in... I think it's anonymous where people are talking about and being vulnerable and talking about their stories mm. and you can connect with people literally all over the world and what it's they're like, going through in that moment and they yeah. have special sort of keywords and, and that sort of thing and, and it's his project. Yeah. Like this really cool, amazing dude has like done this done this like really interesting thing. Yeah. Yeah. My um, that it's that moon energy, baby. Yeah. Yeah, we're healing the world through via connection. But 100%. Yeah. And my friend and I, a couple of months ago, started ranting at dinner, as you do, mm. and we were ranting about the mental health system in this country. So I... I'm sorry, but it's... I wanted to say the F word, but, like, it's effed. It is. It's, it's effed. effed. It's yeah. definitely effed. And I, I'm, that was my career, five years in mental health. Oh, how'd you do it? <sighs> you can tell, actually. You're so, um... You're so, so, like, in tune with like all of this stuff. Yeah. You learn a lot. Yeah. You learn a lot. And okay. I think when you're, but I also think you're drawn to the areas that you're good at, right? And I, sure. for me, that has always been quite easy. Mm. I can just feel what people feel. Mm. So naturally I'd be drawn to that. However, at the same time, I can feel what people feel, which means I would go home an absolute mess, oh. you know? And cause you don't, you get paid nothing. You don't get yeah. valued anyway. I'll Must have been really taxing. Yeah, it, it was. But the one particular thing that I was ranting about was the crisis team in this country. And I was like, mm. crisis and air quotes. Because I had so many situations where I'm standing on the side of the road yelling at people at 10 p.m. And I've got my client here who, you know, has attempted suicide 18 times. Jesus. And they've just been told, have a cup of tea and go to bed. And they're covered in scars. And I'm just like, get in your car now or I will call the police. Like, I'm not leaving, <laughs> you know? And it's like, I shouldn't have to fight this hard for help for people. And mm. that is not help. No. Telling someone to make a cup of tea is not going to fix things. But it's also that holistic approach. And this is where, honestly, this tangent is so great. We've been on like 20 of them today. But it all comes back to the same place, which is that self-love, self-worth, self-care. Because it's all very well. This is one thing that I found really frustrating in mental health was this uh, tendency to throw pills at a situation mm. but to fail to look at the actual person as a whole like mm. why would they get out of bed they have no purpose they have no friends they have no family mm. their physical health sucks they're living on two minute noodles and cigarettes is it a wonder why they don't feel very good yeah a pill is not going to fix that forcing them to do something they don't want to do is not going to fix that mm. you know mm. anyway so i'll just start ranting again but no yeah. it's uh, no you what you're <laughs> what, what, what you're saying is that there needs to be a holistic approach to yeah. mental health where like there are a lot of things that aren't covered under the mental health act which are to or understood by the mental health act or yeah. whatever yeah 
that are so important to having good mental health. Yeah. We don't understand it, and it's such a complex issue. Yeah. But that just means we need to do that research, and we need to like do all the, like yeah. t- you know like understand from people like you who have like been there, done that. And it's it's quite it's quite a personal thing for me. Like you, I got quiet just hearing you talk about it because I agree with everything that you're saying. Hmm. Because I deal with that sometimes on a daily basis with a really close family member of mine. Yeah. It's cyclical. Yep. It's a, a downward spiral. Mm-hmm. And you can't just give someone medication and think that that's going to change their state of mind yeah. and their life. Yeah. Because that's what needs to actually happen is like a major life change. Yeah. Yeah. And lifestyle change. Yeah. For to have any impact on that's the, old, the old noggin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the thing. And so my friend and I were like, right, the two things are community and connection. Mm. That's what's lacking. Like, yeah, we're all connected via Facebook, but how often do you sit in a car with a stranger and chat to them? <laughs> you know, or sit with anyone and well, chat to them. Well, for me, yeah, this is just a daily I occurrence. swear to God, this is my first time. <laughs> I swear that this is the first time a stranger's invited me into their car. <laughs> but it's like, even, you know, our friendships and stuff, like sitting down, putting your phone away, yeah. actually talking about stuff so we were like right self-worth community let's just start a platform podcast self-worth tribe a community group that meets up and talks about stuff really yeah that's amazing awesome yeah and so all of a sudden you can just feel like because also it's really interesting because i'm in the business world you know you go into these situations where it's all about game face hire me i'm the best do this do this you don't go in there with vulnerability yeah I do. That's my point of difference. I, I share my story about my brother. I share about how fragile life is yeah. and how we have to actually, you yeah. know, not take things for granted. Yeah. But most people, you, oh, hi, mate, I work for ANZ. I'll get you the best deal. Okay. But it's like in this day and age, no one cares. Like no. what we want is vulnerability, yeah. connection. We want to understand each other. Yeah. So it's really interesting and listening to you talk about your, like your nieces and nephews, because I often fear for the younger generations. Like, imagine, like, I still remember dial-up internet. Yeah. So I still had a childhood where I played cricket outside. Yeah. You know, and I yeah. wasn't attached to a device. But imagine growing up in the same age where that's all you knew. Mm. And what you see is the online bullying. You see the, the adults in your life writing crap and, you know, writing things on Twitter and writing whatever mm. nasty things. or But to, to see the not even necessarily adults in your life, but to just see that modelled as acceptable, Mm. you know? So it's like, actually, if we can create something that's going to, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I I have a lot of hope for young, younger people. I do think that, like, the funny thing with, like, digital and devices and that sort of thing and then Mm. living via them is that I think we think older people or the you know even people at our age i think it's easy to look at that and say you're not you're not being social you're not connecting mm. whereas i think there's a lot of evidence to sort of show that they they are connecting just on a different kind of plane yeah so i think the digital connection is still connection yeah and they have a social awareness that is almost like higher than what we had growing up. Yeah. They are aware of their digital presence as well as their physical presence. Yeah. And I don't necessarily think it's super bad, a really bad thing. Mm. It's definitely opened up avenues of different ways of bullying and attacking and mm. all those sorts of things. But I'm like, that's not necessarily entirely new. Yeah. You know, we, we've, 
uh, we're designed that way to sort of like mm. attack and be attacked and and but so I'm sure that like but so I think the I think the scary thing is that it's just changed so quickly like we don't know what the challenges are going to be because it's changed yeah. so quick yeah. we were t- I was talking I was at a talk the other night at a lecture at Object Space in in Ponsonby uh, and they were they were just they were talking about like physical music yep. and how how there's been a reemergence of uh, vinyl and um, records and that sort of thing and yeah. that they're outselling CDs now and these people have these collections and it's like now this it's this totally retro crazy thing and and cassette tapes are becoming more popular now <laughs> oh my God. and which is another physical form of like holding music and, yeah. and that sort of thing whereas yeah and they were talking about how really young people have no appreciation for that but they actually do mm. you know and this this is like the big reemergence of it is this crazy thing but i grew up in a world where i really admired my dad's record, record collection mm-hmm. so i think that's really cool and there's this nostalgia attached to it yeah. and i'm like ah, i'm all about it yeah, yeah. and then but anyone younger than me or born younger than me never saw that record collection they don't have any idea mm. that music was ever something that wasn't just digital yeah so wait one i just pull this back to something like what was i talking about oh the hope that i have for young people yeah and is that is that they are aware mm. they they are just living and, and Again, the arrogance of humans is that every single generation says that the generation under them is lazy and entitled. That isn't new. I feel like millennials, <laughs> we think, as millennials, we think, oh, we're so outdone by because they're, you know, like, you know, I, I, I can't stand boomers. They've definitely messed <laughs> everything up in, yeah. like, the worst, most gnarly way. Like, they're total jerks. But, <laughs> yeah. but, in saying that, it's not new. Like, the generation older than them said that they were really, you know, entitled and they, they have yeah. their life so easy and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It's, it's, but, so it's very easy to do that for the youngest generation and say that you need to put your devices down and go play outside because I used to play cricket. Hmm. And they'll be like, okay, boomer. Like, okay, millennial. Like, chill. Yeah. They're actually totally connecting on a on a quantum plane that we never understood. Yeah. And, and it's not necessarily bad yeah is that I, I am I t- playing devil's advocate no, but they're like no. they should still put their shit down and just go play but I totally get that though because the other thing is that it's opened up the whole world like we now can connect with anyone in the world it's amazing you couldn't do that before <laughs> at all and like yeah. like every now I'm like I don't live in a world where I ever wonder anything for too long I never sit there going I wonder is a blackbird and a crow the same thing yeah no I could literally google it and find out yeah they're obviously different things, but like <laughs> that just popped into my head. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. I don't have to wonder that. I have a little computer in my pocket that has yeah. connected me to the rest of the world. Yeah. And that's that's connection. That's still connection. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. That's quite cool. It's very cool. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's very exciting. I don't think we're going to like regress our way out of pain points or like hard things. Mm. I think I think that it's through technology and through information and connection that we're actually going to improve yeah. the environment and like if we can yeah. and uh, and our situation is going to be through tech yeah yeah and that's it and i think too yeah we've got all the information if we can now use it as a way of connecting yeah because i did i've also read things i don't know if this is true or not but you know that like certain from a certain age 20 and under or something they can't or that no one uses the phone anymore they email or they text so it's like that direct communication I feel like it's so important that that's maintained like alongside digital stuff yep awesome Snapchat your heart's heart's content but 
So you still need to be able to sit with your nana and have a chat. Make some goddamn <laughs> eye contact. Yeah. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. Oh my God, can you imagine when we're really old and we're in like a home or whatever, not, not we, but like people, <laughs> and like no one comes to visit you and you just get emails? And like, Snapchat, imagine just being like 19, just being like, oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> Tapping at your phone. Yeah. Yeah. Home, yeah. It's a dark world to think about. <laughs> yeah. Oh, please come visit me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay, cool. So let's. <gasps> what about holograms though? You can just get a hologram from your like yeah. grandchild. We can just teleport wherever we want. Yeah. At that point, probably. <laughs> it won't be an issue. We can just go wherever we want. Yeah. Self worth and confidence. Yeah. What is self worth to you? <laughs> I'm going to take a. It's a, a huge while. question. Just throw it, yeah. What is self worth to me? <laughs> yeah. So, hmm, self-worth to me is, it's probably the most underrated, most important thing that we have. I think it lives in your stomach mm-hmm. and it, um, it can be triggered, <laughs> it can be hooked, it can be damaged, it can be yeah. like played with and it can expand. Mm-hmm. I, I think self-worth is, is just so important it is so important and i think it needs to be invested in like anything good in this world you need to pay attention to it and give it nourishment and give it energy and give it love Mm. and and if you don't have self-worth then you don't really have much else yeah you know yeah so it can be it it can be damaged but it can be healed too You know, so mm. I would say to, I mean, it's weird, it's weird that I'm even talking about these things or even like having these thoughts, but it's been like, I guess a real gift out of doing maths is having these conversations so much now mm-hmm. through people on social media, that connection through digital, yeah, which we've just talked about, <laughs> is, is real connection because it, it, it's, it's opened me up to having to understand my thoughts around things and and being able to articulate why it's so important and I I think it's been a really cool journey for me yeah to, to in understanding what my worth is mm-hmm. and defending it yes that's and, the yeah, key and being like and being like we're all important yeah so you don't get to take any more self-worth from me mm-hmm. I've made myself vulnerable I've tr- I trust you if you try to play with that, mm. like I'll, 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 I'll smack you down. Yeah. You know, like yeah. I'm not, I'm not having this. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's so cool because self worth now it's like self love, self worth. Their words get thrown around a lot, mm. but sometimes it feels quite fluffy. Like it feels like it's all nice, but actually self worth can be gnarly AF. Like, yeah. like when you're being attacked and you have to put like smack down your boundaries yeah. and then hold someone to account. Yeah. Ugh, like yeah. that's not pretty. Yeah. <laughs> and if you have self-worth, then it's easier to defend it than if you don't. Yeah. So if, you, if you're not already there, if you're not already like really used to like protecting yourself mm. and sticking up for yourself, yeah. it can be really hard. So it's, it's, a, it's, really, it's a double-edged sword there in that like if you don't have self-worth, how are you going to defend it? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And you should. Yeah. You know, so that's when like your support networks and that's why they are really, really important too, is that mm. if you like man, I I will like cheer on and support 
anyone who needs it. I have this, I, I just have this theory that people are pussies mm-hmm. innately. Like people are just pussies, man. <laughs> like if you see someone being hurt or attacked yep. or damaged and someone, someone's attacking someone else's self-worth, I used to not do anything about it. Mm-hmm. I used to be like, oh, it sucks to be them. But for the longest time now, I've just been like, absolutely not. Yeah. I will not have that in my presence. Yeah. I'm seeing what's happening. I'm seeing you. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing the situation. I'm calling you out. Yeah. Piss off. Yeah. You know, what I loved and meant the world to me, and I, I, I could get emotional even talking about it because she won't ever understand mm. how important that moment was was when I was getting attacked at that dinner table, mm. which was an everyday thing with, with my partner. Yeah. The only person who said something was Vicky. Mm. She was ready and she was just like, I'm not okay and watching what's happening here. Yeah. And she defended mm. someone attacking my self-worth. Yeah. And that was amazing. Like that was like, it meant, it yeah. still does mean so, that's why we have such a great friendship. Yeah. That's why we're so close. Cause she's an incredible woman. And sp- she didn't do what everyone else was doing, which is like there was there was a there's a lot more people in that room than than you saw on TV. Yeah. And they were all just letting what was happening happen. Yeah. Which was like a blatant attack, mm. a blatant bullying. You know, it was a puppet master and his thug. Yeah. You know, like picking on people. Yeah. And Vicky was the in a, you know was the only person with an, enough chutzpah and self worth to go no. Yeah. I'm not okay with this. Yeah. And, and y'all are crazy for not saying something too. Yeah. Yeah. She was like, um, can we all just see what's happening here? Like, can we actually just stop and take a breath mm. and see the type of people that are, that this is happening with? Yeah. And that was, that was actually, that was like, I didn't have to say much that night. I just sort of had to, I, I, to have someone who has your back is so powerful in a moment when you're getting attacked. So that's where that all comes in. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I was feeling really beaten down that day. So. Yeah. Thank God for Vicky Fuller. Mm. Yeah. 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 I guess, and that's the self, like, self-worth in action there as well, because you've got to be so sure of yourself that you actually have the balls to do something like that, mm. even though you know there's going to be mm. backlash. It's like I said, people are pussies. Yeah. Don't be a pussy. Yeah. Yeah. Like, if you see something going wrong, if yeah. you see someone else being damaged or hurt like say do something about it yeah in every situation yeah yeah like mm. why are we all pussies well, that's probably a whole other podcast <laughs> <laughs> that's what it will be called too <laughs> and let's also talk about my like totally sexist use of the word for a, vag- a vagina <laughs> wait i should not be throwing that around it's a powerful genital <laughs> Well, well, you are one of a kind. Okay, awesome. So we've talked for about an hour, I think. So Enough content? Yeah, I reckon. Cool. Thank you so much for this. You're so welcome. Oh my gosh, I've loved this whole conversation. We're, okay, the car has turned into a sauna. It is. I reek of I am delirious. <laughs> like, absolutely delirious and sweating up a... I've, beca- I've been... It's been a journey. <laughs> And I want to go home. <laughs> Are my windows down? <laughs> yes. Oh, shit. <laughs> Leave mm. you to it. Hug it out. <laughs> I want to go home. Yeah, it's like, I'll cut that bit out of the <laughs> <laughs> I need a shower. I and, need one too. No, yeah. But anyway, thank you so much. You're amazing. Oh, thanks I for really having me. I really appreciate it. No, your time. It's, um, it's cool. New friends.